since last time we spoke, the World Cup has started and it's been unbelievable. Today, I'm going to talk about the Netherlands, their match against Portugal, what to expect against the USA, and more. You wanted an Arsenal Women podcast. Well, guess what? You got an Arsenal Women Borania Levinen special. Let's go. Welcome, welcome, welcome to yet another episode of That Arsenal Women Podcast with me, your host, Demian. And if this is your first time, not only do I want to welcome you, but I want to explain to you that this podcast is very much a biased, subjective, uh, musical look at all things Arsenal women. So if you're expecting proper, credible, professional match analysis, this is not the pot for you. As much as I love the sport... I have terrible memory, I'm very subjective for the most part, and I am not really good with tactics, so to speak. I might be talking myself down a little bit, but I am not that source for you. However, I will talk about feelings, I'll talk about a lot of comparisons with music, my, my, my livelihood, and so on and so forth. So I appreciate you being here, and like I said on my previous post... I'm not doing YouTube anymore because it is not the right format for me. And even though I mentioned that I was basically this episode should have been the one where I explained to you why I'm not doing YouTube anymore. This is not the one. I'm going to talk about my beloved Netherlands and the Dutch squad and the Lionesses that played really well today or play really well against Portugal. So that's what I'm going to do today. But before I start, I want to give a shout out to an event that I attended yesterday. So here in Los Angeles, there was a gathering of Arsenal fans, right? Arsenal are playing Barcelona on Wednesday here in LA, a match that uh, promises to be very interesting. I'm not going to the match, uh, basically because (laughs) the Dutch are playing uh, the USA and I could not miss that for anything. Even if it's Arsenal playing in my backyard, I would not do that. So now if it was Arsenal women, that would be a whole different situation. But I was uh, very honored and privileged to be invited to speak at this panel with a whole bunch of people, including my dear friend Sophie Nicolau from the Highbury squad, which, by the way, I'm going to be there on Wednesday, a couple of days from now, or depending on when you listen to this, but on Wednesday... Uh, July 26th, I'm going to be with her and we're going to preview the USA-Netherlands match. And uh, there were people from Arsenal Fan TV, which is a platform that gets a lot of uh, divided opinion, let's just say. And it was lovely to meet everybody. Of course, uh, you know, Arsenal Los Angeles were the, the, the main organizers of this. LA Gooners, which is also an awesome uh, supporters group. And all of this was basically spearheaded by Magic Mike from the Gooners podcast, who has this incredible foundation called Gooners versus Cancer. And I was able to donate some lessons and spend some time with my fellow Arsenal fans. And it was just absolutely amazing to reconnect in a way with um, a fan base that I have to a degree alienated. Um, selectively from my life because I had um, not so great experiences at one point in my life when I first moved to LA and I started going to that pub where I went to. But anyhow, you can hear all or read all about that in my blog. 
again, if you have not seen this, <laughs> the four people that read it every day, uh, I have a blog called thatarsenalwomenblog.com, and I write every single day. And today, this morning, I wrote a little bit more about the event that I just attended that I, I, I was talking about. And furthermore, I spoke about why at the genesis of my life here in L.A., I would frequent this amazing pub called the Fox and Hounds, and then at some point I stopped. And I explained it. Anyway, it was a lovely day out. It was amazing, and it taught me a lot. It taught me a lot about myself, and it taught me a lot about how amazing the, the community is and how my gatekeeping in the past and sort of my my attitude of thinking that I know more than other people because I've been supporting them for long when I was, you know, this was 16 years ago. I've changed a lot. Um, you know, it, it just, what it did show me is that it's completely against what Arsenal stand for, right? Arsenal are the most inclusive, most amazing club. And I became sort of somebody that, that, that is not representative of the club. But anyway, let's not talk about the club anymore. Because this, even though this is an Arsenal Women podcast, as some of you know, I'm obsessed with the Dutch, and it's the reason why I like women's football and love women's football. So we are going to be talking, by we I mean I, and I will not talk in the third person, I will be talking about the match against Portugal. I'm going to be talking a little bit about the lineup, what I expected, what actually happened, and so on and, and uh, so on and so forth. So... The match ended 1-0, a goal from Stephanie van der Gracht, which I was very pleased for her. Overall, I thought it was a very good performance. I know it was a first match and people were, were you know, people are quick to compare to the U.S. against uh, Vietnam and England against Haiti, right? And in my opinion, uh, Portugal are way better than the other teams that the, the those other nations faced so i this the narrative here in america of like well the dutch didn't look so good either because you know blah 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 and yeah but they were also playing a much better team than vietnam or even haiti but haiti looked pretty damn good as well but i thought that overall it was a solid win it was comprehensive display and there were a few things that stood out to me. So on the Arsenal tip, I'll speak about a former Arsenal player, Jill Roard, who I thought was extremely commanding in the on the pitch. She looked taller than everybody. I love the matching socks in her boots, a la Claren Seydorf. If you watch any of the matches from, or a few of the matches that he played with Real Madrid, um, I think they were Homa, the, the cleats he used back in the day, um, or Kelmi. I don't even, I don't remember. I, I actually, I thought he had a completely different brand. I got to look into that. Uh, it wasn't like a major boot brand like Nike or Adidas for a while. Uh, it wasn't even Reebok, I don't think. Anyhow, I thought she was outstanding. And I expected her to play as a number nine, really, or like a 10, but really push forward. And that was not it. I mean, the 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 way that they set out or set up, we had Daphne on goal, who I thought was really really good. Her her she didn't have really any shots against her, but her distribution, especially with her feet, was really really good. So the back was um, Dominic Janssen, Van der Graag, and Sherida Spitza dropped uh, deeper, 
and she played right back basically in a back three. And then on, on the wings, you had Victoria Pelova on the right and Esme Bruchts on the left. And those two for me were the sort of low points, if I, if I can say that, of, of the match. I wasn't impressed at all. Uh, I think Victoria had, uh, and she's an Arsenal player, so I think this technically butts into Arsenal women to a degree. Um, I thought she wasn't good, really. I thought she was very um, nervous, and you know, having a lot of touches and being very active doesn't mean that you're you're having a, a good match necessarily. I think a lot of the heat map uh, merchants love that, and I felt the same way with Esme. I didn't. I wasn't impressed by them. I thought they looked very out of their depth. I thought they looked very young and very naive and, and dare I say, weak as you compare them to other players that we've seen, even younger players from other nations that did just look so much better and menacing and, and stable in, in many ways. So, um, But all things considered, they were solid. There was not a glaring mistake by either one of them. They definitely give it their all and they try really, really, really hard and that's among the things that you can expect. So, with Van der Graag, Dom, which also had not a single bad touch the whole match, in my opinion, and Shirin on the right uh, of the back three, Pelov on the right, Bruce on the left. Then the midfield was Shaki Hruna, who was as solid as ever. And it was interesting to see how uh, she was kind of self-deprecating in post-match interviews, but I thought she did great. Of course, Jill, like I said, was just very, very good. I thought her first touch was pretty good. Her distribution was great. Her playing with a back against goal was awesome. And of course, my favorite DVD, uh, Daniela van der Donk, was outstanding. I thought she was really, really good. But again, this is one of the, the, the things where, where people give me give me stick because sometimes they, they come in my mentions and they, 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 they have the um, wherewithal to say that Dan isn't good or wasn't playing good or that... You know, people came into my mentions when she left, when she lost last year in the Champions League against whomever she lost. And uh, they were like, oh, my God, you left Lyon to lose against so-and-so. And it's like, well, did you forget that she won a Champions League already? She's won Euros and she's won the WSL with Arsenal. Like, do me a favor. Stop talking. Um, so anyway, I thought she was great. I always think whenever she's on the pitch, the, I think she's the smartest player on the pitch. She could have had a couple of goals, actually, one basically a one-on-one with a keeper and then uh, a header that um, she could have gotten a little bit more. And then up top, we had Lika Martins and Lineth Berenstein. And Lineth got injured. I don't know how bad her injury is. I haven't read up on it. But neither Lika nor Lineth, I think, are actual nines. And if I were to bet what's going to happen against the U.S., especially because of Julie Ertz being so, um, you know, commanding and physical. I What I assume is that we're going to have uh, Jill play as a number nine and maybe Kasparai will come in for, for Lineth. Um, I'm still not sure exactly what's going to happen. Maybe um, we have Damaris come up and play instead of, of I mean, I don't know. It, it's it's really tricky for me to decide. But I have always felt that Jill should be number nine. And I would have Le, Le, Meryl Vandonga and I would have Lynn, uh, Lynn Vilms instead of Pelova and, and, and Vandonga instead of, of Brooks, um, to be completely honest with you. So I'm really interested to see what's going to happen. I don't know 
if I mean, I feel very confident that the Netherlands can beat the USA. I'm just not 100% sure that it would be that with this current lineup. Uh, I don't... I mean, with Sophia Smith and people like that, I just think that Esme and, and Pelova are going to get destroyed. And no matter how good Van der Gracht is or Dominic Janssen it are, like, if they get past the wings... You know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just not too confident when it comes to that. Now, as far as like the the spine of the team, the middle of the pitch, and even going forward, um, I feel very confident as a matter of fact. And I think that uh, this is also a great match for, for Lika and, and Lineth or whoever's going to play on the wings to not attack Juliet's say, one-on-one or that physical battle if, if, if it's not the most ideal thing, you know? So... I'm excited to see what actually happens. But if I had to sort of pick what it would be, I would switch to <laughs> this is what I, I this nonsense that I speak. I would play a 4-3-3, to be honest with you. And I would have Stephanie and Dom back there with, like I said, Lynn and, and Van Donga, who's not going to play because they feel she's too slow. Uh, I don't necessarily agree. In the middle, your holding midfielder with it would be Jackie, Shaki Hruna with, with DVD, and um, maybe Sherida or Damaris. And up top, we would have Lika, Jill, and somebody, if not Lynette. And I know it's, I'm kind of changing my mind a bunch, but that's kind of w- where it's at. And I, it's not that I don't rate the USA. Um, I clearly think they're unbelievable, right? The players that they have. I mean, I still have PTSD from Julie Ertz and Alex Morgan and Rose Lavelle, like Megan Rapino. I mean, come on. What they did to the Dutch in 2019 was brutal. And I have, you know, my allegiances lie not with America, believe it or not, as a half American. They lie with the Dutch. So I, this is a hard one for me to be completely objective. And I don't think I can be objective, to be completely honest with you. However, I would say that the U.S., at least the narrative that I hear on TV, they're the pundits, I would not ever say the players, the pundits and the journalists and the bloggers and the Twitters, tweeters, they're really underestimating the Dutch. Like they really, really are. They don't know how good... Dominic Janssen is. They don't know how good Van Domselaar is. They don't know how good Shaki Haruna is. They don't know how good uh, Jill Roard can be playing playing farther up the pitch. Like they, they really don't know. And I am here for the surprise. I am here for people to be like, oh, snap. They're really good. And uh, in the past, I've been sort of afraid of the U.S. in, in, a, in the best sense. You know, I've, I've, I've never wanted the U.S. to lose per se, only against the Dutch. And even then, it's like, well, at least the U.S. won and it wasn't, you know, another nation or whatever. I, however, am not as impressed by the USA as the narrative is in this country or what they're kind of feeding the, 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 the audience in every damn, you know, broadcast. And, you know, I just hope that, that it, I, I want it to be this humbling experience, to be honest with you. And I wouldn't like it any other way that if it was the Dutch that do it and they have their revenge from the 2019 final 
And, you know, I don't know how well the U.S. would do on this tournament. I, I, in all my ignorance, and I raise my hand and admit that I don't know anything at all, I don't see them winning this. I don't see them as, like, this force of nature, like, oh, my God, they're going to be unstoppable. Like, no, they have some good players, but I don't know if the balance is correct. I would love to be proven wrong because I would also love for the U.S. to win because it would, to a degree, continue to prove and validate the to whomever. That's a whole different story. It would validate their their, their fight for equal pay and all this nonsense that they have had to deal with through the years, the non-support from the male players, from the U.S. men's national team, all that stuff. So when they win, in a way, we all win. When when the USA win, we all win. It's it's a very special thing. And, you know, we haven't even spoken about England, right? And um, I'll do that on another episode because I need to kind of um, get my bearings together and be done with this match that I've been waiting for basically for, you know, 370 days or something like that, 75 days, um, if that's even a calendar, appropriate calendar thing. But I've been wor- actually, I'm wrong. 375 would be a little over a year. And that's not what I mean. Four years. So you do the math because I clearly can't do the math. And by the way, I know that a year has 365 days. I've been waiting for a lot of days for the Dutch to play the U.S. after the Olympics, obviously after the World Cup, but after the Olympics too. And I'm just, I'm a ball of nerves, but I'm also incredibly cocky about it. And I feel that the Dutch are going to win. Anyhow, thank you for tuning in. And I know this is uh, the offseason for the good old Arsenal which means that I have to release other kind of content. So (laughs) that is why I went Dutch today. As always, thank you for listening. Thank you for your time. Thank you for teaching me. Thank you for everything that you do. And when you get in touch, it's something that I I really appreciate. And I hope that you're really enjoying the World Cup. The players that are, are on display is... They're outstanding. And it's such a great surprise when I forget about a player like... And they just pop up, and I'm like, oh, my God, I forgot about that they're playing in the World Cup with so-and-so. And and it's just absolutely lovely. And, again, as Arsenal fans, we're so lucky to have, you know, Lia Valti captaining Switzerland. We have – I would still consider her an Arsenal player. Rafaela, she just captained Brazil. We had Katie McCabe captain Ireland. We had Steph Catley captain um, Australia. Like, it's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. So we're going to see – in a few hours, Lia Valti against Frida Manum. That's going to be very, very interesting. And I cannot wait, my friends. So you have a great night, great day, great afternoon, whatever it is. And we will speak again real soon. Peace out.